Hey Alex, what's up? Amy, we have a very juicy what's up segment for this week. You guys are going to love this. Seriously. So our podcast has been reaching many people in a ton of positive ways. And that has been amazing and the whole reason we wanted to start this podcast. But our podcast has also done something pretty cool. Yeah, one of our followers kind of made a connection out to us. We're going to tell you what happened uh, without naming names yeah, and just give you a little gloss over of the tea. So basically, it turned out that we managed to stop a fuckboy. So now we are fuckboy vigilantes. <laughs> Long story short, one of our listeners was seeing someone from Stetler. He happened to use an excuse that he was late for a date because he was talking about this podcast. <laughs> and I don't know if you know, but there's not a lot of podcasts coming out of Stetler right now. We found out that he actually was on a date with a lady in Stetler and then was late for his date in Edmonton because he was dating all these ladies. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. We caught you. And we're really proud of ourselves. So, fuckboy vigilantes for the win. Yeah, costume's coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually wearing a cape right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This episode's all about self-care, so we hope you find a little bit of information or have some time to reflect on your own self-care. All right, we're jumping in and talking a little bit about self-care. Yes, and Amy and I were talking about this, and I think sometimes self-care gets wrapped up in things like, oh, take a bath and treat yourself. But self-care is way more than just those indulgent things. There's a lot of different factors and things that go into it. Yeah, I think now more than ever, too, is checking about your awareness. Are you in a great state of mind and functioning we're in a pandemic amy i know but i mean that (laughs) all the more reason to really check in and hook in and understand more about your self-care and what is Mm self-care and how do we define that and break it down yeah we kind of cheated we didn't cheat (laughs) it's called researching amy (laughs) okay okay we are using a breakdown that we both agreed with which was an eight category breakdown yeah so i looked a little bit into self-care and we have these categories we're going to go through you can kind of think about what areas are you strong in those and what areas do you think that you could work a little harder on your self-care i found this to be a better you oh my gosh I, I want to stay away from like the corny though, um, because sometimes sometimes it can get overwhelming too. All this talk of self care, and sometimes you mm-hmm. think like I'm just doing the best I can do. I mean, I've mm-hmm. had times of that in my life where I'm like, I just need to put one foot in front of the other, and that's the best I can do right now. And I think that's it too. Like I know when people are promoting self care and even wellness in your workplace and really pumping it up, like take some time for yourself. You're right. Sometimes it can force other people to feel kind of crappy because they're like, I am drowning, you know, and then it doesn't, it's not helpful. But I think taking the time, you know, we're not your work. We're just your fun time to listen to. And just having that reflection time to think like, am I feeding into all of these categories of self-care? Yes. Well, and do you need to? No, you don't need to feed into all of these categories. Mm -hmm. I read a quote that said, the best way to beat stress is to look the stressful thing in the eye. 
Self-care is more than just relaxing. Sometimes you need to look at what is causing stress and how can you fix it. And I would beg to differ that you almost need all of these things in your life. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we'll go through the categories and I guess you can see, do you need a balance in all of these things or... I think maybe not so much a balance, but I think, again, like, I think about it on a spectrum, like, Mm -hmm. where it's like... Spectrum's a new journey for you. (laughs) (laughs) Spectrum, journey, all these words coming at me. (laughs) I do think, you know, you might not need it right now, but maybe years or time moving forward, you do need it. Okay. So Fair point. I think you bring up, you were like, this is the number one. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the categories is your space. So your environment that you live in, not space like extraterrestrials and planets. Um, failed, but... <laughs> failed space missions. Not that kind of space, people. <laughs> your kind of your living situation, where you live and work and how, how that space affects you. Because I think if you are operating on a level where where you're from is not safe, then the other things don't necessarily matter because you're probably just living kind of day-to-day, moment-to-moment. You're in that kind of fight-or-flight mode. Yeah, and even, uh, yeah, like you talk about toxic environments to be in. People who are in situations like that, it's hard to focus on any other aspects than just that, like trying to make that better, trying to make that healthier. Speaking of space, I also think of cleanliness. Alex has been a great roommate. For that reason, I think we both appreciate having clean spaces. That space is not tidy and kept and clean. Like things, places, things have their places. And if they're not happening, I know that like will distract me from sitting down and writing a paper or doing the work I need to do because I need to address that stuff first. Mm -hmm. And that's something within your control. Maybe not your whole home is in your control, but most people have one space to themselves in a household. So maybe it's your bedroom or something like that. And you can take charge of that the way you want to. And maybe cleanly is not the thing that you need. And that's okay too. Or at least cleanly to a standard, to your own standard. Yes. Yeah. Um, What would you say to people who don't feel safe in their environment what could be a self-care thing or something in their control I would say like in an outward source maybe seeking space where it is safe for you so like maybe your weekly trip to the library or the pool or I mean not in the pandemic that's these are places maybe that you can't do but like even when you go for a walk it's like that's my time that's my headspace that's my moment to be away to shut everything else off if you can't acquire that space within your own roof like underneath your roof yeah at your own home and I mean it doesn't even need to be extreme a lot of us are in situations now with the pandemic where we might be living with family and it might not be a toxic environment but it might be oh we're all getting on each other's nerves kind of cabin fevery so carving out mentally draining yeah and and I mean there's lots of good to it too but carving out time for just you and making sure you have your own space. Like, makes me think back, throwback to season one of the pandemic when I got to live in my parents' basement for 11 weeks and teach online <laughs> for, like, for the remainder of the school year. And that was that was tough for me. And it was near a point where I was like, I need to get out. This is ruining my relationship with my family. <laughs> I love them. I can't be near them that much. <laughs> There's a certain time, I think, when you... Uh grow up as an adult that it's hard to be a kid again at your parents house. oh my gosh yes 100 percent. okay what would you say is the next 
most important one for you up there? Or oh, do they all um, equally wait for, for you? For me, I don't think it necessarily is an order after that. It was just, I think, if you are operating from a space where you are, like, living in that fight-or-flight mode, the rest don't necessarily... They're, like, almost indulgent to worry about other things if you're living in yeah. a toxic environment. So I just thought we Let's get physical. Physical. Physical, baby. Woo! <laughs> My gosh, is this a podcast or karaoke? <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> there are microphones in front of us, so... <laughs> That's really true. Physical is the next category of self-care. What would you say is your physical component in your life? Well, so I don't exercise a ton, like go to the gym. I'm on and off with that, depending, pandemic, no pandemic, whatever. I'm not one of those people that beats myself up or like, oh, I should get to the gym more. I like to be up and moving and I definitely keep a very good sleep cycle. So physically, my body is quite healthy. Like I eat healthy, I indulge in sweets, I have a good relationship with my body. So physically, in those ways, I feel, like, really happy with my physical self-care, but I'm not very strong, and so I definitely could, like, work out more, I guess. But I guess that's a, you're, are you feeling that quota of physical in your life? Yeah, like, I think thing. I am, yeah. because, like, I think when I'm thinking physical, I'm thinking of, like, go to the gym, pumping iron, and I'm not doing that kind of stuff, but physically, I am in good health, I look mm-hmm. after my body, I'm very intuitive with what my body needs in terms of like eating, sleeping, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think too, this one really, you know, first wave pandemic, I was thinking a lot like I'm so thankful to have the physical ability to move, run, jog, go to the gym, work out, do all these like fitness challenges that I like, I personally like to do. And I know for me, like sweat session is like my mental release for me and like it's huge even living in Abu Dhabi I bought a a cycling bike and I road cycled so much because that was my like release of building up tension and and I really really looked forward to that independent physical time to just work out I am very routine with my physical and I think it's helped me you know I honestly feel mentally stronger for it I also think I'm fulfilling this. I think I could be better with my nutrition. <laughs> I'm sometimes bad, but I, for the most part, I eat well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that begs the question, what's bad? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, 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 it's a preference of your own opinion too, right. right? But like, I'd say living in, you know, like you want to be in a, your best form. And as long as you can feel that and, and you think you're living that, then really that's really important, I think. I mean, sure, body mass index and all these different tests could, like, measure that for you if you were unsure of that. But I think it's a really, it's about your inner happiness with your physical relationship. I feel like that's two different things you said. Oh, really? You said, are you in your best form and then your relationship with your body? Because my body is not in its best form. I mean, I'm only getting older. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm in, like, a really positive, healthy relationship with my body and the food, sleep, and exercise that I do get. I'm not in my best form, but I... But you, like, you're, like, happy with your body. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess if you're happy with your body, and I I would say, like, it's not even your best form, because I really, like, I think if we were all to go on a scale, and, like, with a personal trainer, and they're like, this would be your best scale format, 
you know, kind of thing, then like, are you trying to achieve that? Or are you just trying to find like that balanced happiness with yourself? Mm -hmm. Well, because I think there's a lot of standards to keep up to in society these days. And honestly, I'm not fit in like a toned, muscular way. Girl, I went to a booty workout class with you and you kept up. <laughs> I have so really good. good cardio. Yeah. For sure. But like, ask me to lift something and it is like <laughs> spaghetti arms. <laughs> like noodles like once they're softened <laughs> like i can't lift anything <laughs> i don't know i was like i was like i was like <laughs> amy's not like i'll lift it for you <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but like, but i mean like yeah i think as long as you're having like your outlook on yourself and that balance of maybe finding that that standard for yourself mm-hmm. i think maybe that's the the point that you want to be at but I think there's also like this is the one probably hardest for me because if I'm most critical of myself I think I'm like oh I want to be this this and this Mm -hmm. so it's like me putting stress on what that perfect balance would be right for myself but I don't have that mentality in the sense that like I think my body is really good at telling me what I need when I think about just like the way that I eat I get hungry so often and it physically it happens like that and so I'm just really intuitive with like what my body needs and I make sure I like fulfill it and like I fuel my body the way it needs to be fueled. Yeah. But I I don't really hold myself to like magazine standard bodies. I yeah. Guess. I don't know. Yeah. And I that I think like honestly living with you too, I was like, you definitely live a very healthy physical lifestyle. I eat ice cream daily though can I let everyone But she also eats a very high protein diet which is really impressive and you eat very regularly so I think your body is burning stuff as well. Okay sweet let's pick the next category. Okay the next category is emotional self-care. I mean this one is kind of looking at your well-being of how you regulate your emotions basically. Okay, I'm frustrated. How am I going to react to this? Or I'm angry. How can I deal with this or cope with this? Or I'm really feeling lonely right now. How do I manage this in a healthy way? That's a great explanation. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I think as teachers or as educators, we monitor this so much with working with students. Mm -hmm. Is because you can't teach anything when a tornado is happening. No. And so... We always are looking at the emotional well-being of our students and how can we control 23 of them at one time and make sure their emotional needs are being met as well as their educational needs. So I I find this one very, very important. People around me, ex-boyfriends, have even said to me, I really enjoy fighting with you (laughs) because you're the most logical woman I've ever fought with. And I'm really good at, you know, I don't want to say things that I'm going to regret and so I often, if I know I'm really angry or I'm like at that place where I can't regulate myself, I will stop myself and mm-hmm. I will politely address this conversation at a different time because I'm not in the right space to like say anything. So I know I pay a lot into this and I think this one I've really, not that I've mastered. I don't think, I, I don't think you get to, I don't, you're not like a, a Jedi in self-regulation where yeah. you get to master There's these. no gold stars in self-care. <laughs> but I feel like... For myself personally, I would. Uh, this is a strength for me. I have a right. lot of emotional intelligence. I see it in other people. I can anticipate their reactions to things, and I know this one's kind of natural to me. Right. Gemini's people. 
we're, we're connectors. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, for me, I, I agree on a lot of levels, but I feel like my journey mm-hmm. to where I am now. Throw it in there. <laughs> Get it in there. Oh my God. I'm embarrassed <laughs> that I did it. Um, because I, I tend to be uh, someone that I do call myself like an emotional person and I don't mean that in like a negative way. I mean, I do, I don't cry a lot anymore though. Um, I always say like I cry a lot, but I don't really, um, I'm someone who has done a lot of, um, work in this area. So I go to therapy often. Um, I mean, there are times in my life where I don't, but I would say consistently went to therapy since I was in university. So like 10 years of my life, um, I go to for different reasons, but mostly just like for coping mechanisms. But since I finally last spring went to my doctor and just said, can I try antidepressants? Because I was using all of the coping skills and I I was very good at that. I was very in tune with how I was feeling and could articulate it. I have so many strategies and use them well and my therapist would always be like great you're using your strategies you're doing very good but I would still have these sinking feelings that I could not get out of Mm -hmm. uh, multiple times a year where I just like I use the quote it it's literally a quote from Winston Churchill for war and it was if you're going through hell keep going yeah and I would write that down and I would just think that every day you're going through hell just keep going keep going keep going and then one day I'd be out of it and uh, since I've been on antidepressants I've had the longest time since maybe 16 that I have not fell into that hole I I can't I can't remember the last time I've had nine months where I didn't feel and this Down. is, and like, I'm just more impressed too, because you're saying like, you put the work in, like, this is coming yes. from you, like all these years going, going to counseling, going to therapy, going, you know, doing the strategies, putting that work in and mm-hmm. then kind of realizing like, I actually still need more. And yes. so that's like a really good breakthrough story for your. And it's like kind of floors me that it made such a huge difference because I, I would say I'm like very high functioning with depression and um but once I got hormonal regulation for it my my world just flipped on its end and it was like oh my gosh this is I I felt like me again like I was like this is Alex Mm -hmm. and I've never had a full year where I've been Alex the whole year that's awesome that makes me so happy for you too yeah me too and this, this is even more, that's, you know, I feel like even if someone hears your story and they're like, that's me, this was worth it. So mm-hmm. Do it before 27, people. Yeah. I mean, the earlier you can um, detect any of that, the better, right? So you can treat it. Work, 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 work. work. Yes. <laughs> so that was planned the second time. But while the bike was off, Amy and I just did it not planned yeah we were channeling our inner rihanna let's talk about work and how that plays into your self-care this one i think it's taken me a while to really find those boundaries i'm a i have to admit i'm a bit of a workaholic i will work 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 (laughs) (laughs) until i run myself down and i feel like the older i've gotten the more i've realized you know what amy when you're not there doing it somebody else will be there 
doing it. So you can't be the only person chugging away, killing yourself, putting in all that hours and time to, you know, do something that anyone can do. Mm -hmm. So I've really tried to find that balance and I try and make sure I carve out my evenings for time for myself, time to cook dinner and then still have time to socialize. I know in the past I haven't been so good with it. Okay. How about you, Alex? I think as teachers, it's a hard one to stop because, I mean, there's always so much to do and teachers tend to take a lot on in their personal time. However, I've always been someone that needs to come down from my day every day. Even in university, when it was exam time, like, I freaking loved it. I was masters at it. Me and my roommate would wake up at six, we'd get breakfast, we hit the library, and at five, we would not study from five until bedtime. Because And then every night we would do something fun, like go look at Christmas lights or go for, get coffee and we would watch a movie or something. Are you describing our living relationship? Yes, I just turned every roommate into that. It's good. That's so, exactly it. Same with work. I do all the work at school and I leave at a solid time, come home for supper, then we relax. We go look at Christmas lights, we watch a movie. I need that relaxed time, so I've always been able to balance that, but I think that's something that you need to to work on and think what what is going to work for you mm-hmm. um, always trying to cut out actual time in your date where even your mind is off of it because shutting your mind off of work can be hard too I think yeah and it's if when it's on your mind too I do appreciate mm-hmm. you saying that having wine down time not just wine, wine. I was just gonna say <laughs> I mean you can have wine but don't have too much on a weeknight it really oh that was a rough Tuesday <laughs> I appreciate actually like I said living with Alex has been great she has great routines and I was really proud I said to her I'm like living with you like you live a good life you go to bed at a really decent time you get up early enough (laughs) but you also take the time to have like the unwind time and I've really valued living with you with that reflection time that wind down time that enjoyment time because then when you do put that time in it you can go to bed right away. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, being off your phone and just kind of relaxing your brain or reading. Yeah, if you want to go through a relaxed boot camp, you're always welcome to, to be my roommate. Take a take a weekend at Hotel McDonald. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> All right, work. Work, 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 work. work, work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, social self-care. This is an interesting one. I haven't really thought of kind of social and relationships as self-care. Yeah, I think, well, you. I think it's important. I was just thinking, like, feeding your introverted self and your extroverted self. And, you know, knowing when you need a break from your social environments as well. Like, I know for me, like, there's times where someone's like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm like, I'm an 80% extrovert. But that 20%, I cannot be an 80% extrovert without my 20% introvert. Because I, there's times where you're tapped out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, nope, don't want to see anyone. Just want to have some quiet time, some me time. And that's where setting boundaries is important and surrounding yourself by people who understand that because you don't always need an excuse to not go to an event. Maybe it just is, hey, I'm drained and I need some me time right now. And that's a fair excuse. Yeah. Another format I was just thinking is also as much as our phones keep us connected uh, through social media, I also think it's very important to, just like your introvert-extrovert breaks with relationships in real life, 
I think you really need to tap into monitoring that time it's to clean time. yeah just to just so you're not glued and then you're really just honed in on that phone mm -hmm. it takes away from your real life experience so like taking those tech breaks from your from social media for sure yeah when I think of like social self-care I know I have like a very strong support system through friends and family and I'm very lucky for that but I also know that the moment a relationship that's close to me is a little bit rocky that throws my whole life off so this is one I think is difficult for me because it's not necessarily always in my control so I have to remember what is in my control can I set clear boundaries can I articulate my feelings well and things like that but if I'm having uh, an issue with someone close to me that that definitely rocks my world in like a pretty tough way and that's important too, that that social connection has to be a positive one. And when it's negative, just like you were saying with space, when it, once it's a negative one, it's gonna, you know, be such a focal point where it's like draining and it's hard to focus on those other elements of right. self-care because yes. it's, it's so debilitating to you. Yeah. It's yeah. taking more of your energy. For sure. All right, here we are with the next category. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Make it rain, people. It's your financial means of self-care. Yes. Has anybody thought of financial self-care before? Or have you thought of it in terms of self-care? I mean, I think I've always got money on my mind, mind on my money. Yes. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. I know that this can be a stressor for me because I think about, I think a lot in terms of financial means. So like if that's without within my budget or outside of my budget or if I've over spent my budget, this can cause a lot of stress in your life. Yes. And I know we were both saying like we're pretty good independent women with our money. Yeah. Have investments and side hustles where you can. And <laughs> someone please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you, Alex? Financial means of self care. Yeah, well, so for me, I mean, my parents were really great role models for financial, like budgeting, saving, and so I learned a lot through them. For myself, I know, like, I always pay my bills immediately, and I have a very great savings plan. And She's single. <laughs> great partner here. <laughs> you want a financial stable partner. Right? Yeah. That's, like, such a huge part huge. of relationships. Oh, my gosh. Um, I read this quote when I was looking up, kind of, I, I looked up financial self-care, and it said, 72% of people say that they're less stressed when they have clear financial goals. Mm -hmm. And so this is where sometimes you got to look that stress in the eye and think, okay, what can I do? And take some time, go talk to an accountant or somebody, like mm -hmm. go to the bank, ask these questions and, and get some clear financial goals so you can rest because I don't think if you're if you have money on your mind and your mind on your money yes all the time <laughs> um that's stressful right for sure sorry to be clear I'm not like usually stressed about money in fact like I'm as well as Alex I'm quite good with my money management and you were saying like you know it can be the detriment of some relationships yes. and i think that can also Isn't be it like one of the leading factors of divorces divorce? yeah. yeah and so i think we can all do ourselves a favor whether you're single or you're with a partner 
by setting those boundaries and those guidelines Mm -hmm. and those goals together if you're with a partner or if you're independent what are my financial goals where am I trying to go with my finances here Mm -hmm. um so it's not again draining you yes and so I do want to say in the sense that I mean we're all coming from different paychecks and backgrounds and privilege and so and education too yes so learning to live within the means of your paycheck Mm -hmm. is important as well like I know I've I've had some people describe like I I I do have like a lot of success in my life and and they will call it luck and I don't think that I have luck buying a house so young as a single woman and things like that I was smart with my money um I do have clear financial goals and savings but I also acknowledge that I come from a lot of privilege so like I have my leg up in that way but thinking about your paycheck, living within your means, and where you want to go with your savings, that's a really important talk and time to think about. Yeah, and as as fortunate as Alex is, she was saying in her situation, I mean, she's done that on her own. And it's... I mean, I'm like a white female in Canada. <laughs> like, I come from a lot, I come from like a, a privileged background in those ways. I have a higher education, Yeah, those things. But I'm just saying it is possible. There's cases out there. There's stories out there where even if you don't have those, those, you know, positives kind of uplifting you already, it is possible to, you know, really figure it out from there. Like, what can I do to help myself? How can I? Yeah. Well, I could be in a totally different place if I didn't make the choices I made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of financial stress, the only time that I kind of was stressed was when I did buy my house. In the sense that I thought about my money a lot more because I was now managing a mortgage Mm -hmm. and I was kind of monitoring my money and payments a lot more. So my mind was on my money a lot more (laughs) than, um, and now that I've owned my house for several years, I, I just realized now in this conversation, I don't think about my money as much because I know I've kind of balanced out like my, my income and my budgeting and stuff again. For sure. I'd have to agree. Like, I just, I think anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Because I, unfortunately, haven't come from, I would say, uh, my parents weren't well off. In fact, I would say they would be categorized in a, like, lower income situation. And I've really built a platform up from, you know, by my own means of, you know, getting an education and then learning all these things. So that is possible for anyone. It's just like you said planning it out and where can I cut where can I save how can I do these things you know what is my goal in the end Mm -hmm. for all of that possible for anyone sort of in the sense that we're not all living equally we don't know how to have equal pay and things like that when you bring like race into the game and things like that Mm -hmm. so not that it's not possible but like some people have a lot more steps to climb than for sure I had to yeah even yeah absolutely thank you for acknowledging that Last but not least, personal self-care. Yes, this one I love personally. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to You're say so that, cheesy. <laughs> but I did. I love self-growth and thinking about goals and goal setting and how I can always be improving myself. I also think that like your sense of identity is definitely a big part of this. And I've had a huge sense of identity, I think, even since I was a child. I remember, this is just like an anecdote, I remember learning in, I took Psych 101, the only psych class I took, and they were talking about 
Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and they were talking about self-actualization, and you can't get to the top of that pyramid unless all your other needs are met. And I've always felt that I've kind of been at the top of that pyramid where, like, I've had my, like, safety needs met, I have my relationships met, and then I'm kind of at the space where I can explore who I am, what I want, and where I want to go from there. Nice. Yes, I'm also very much about those goal setting. I think once I put my mind to something, I'm definitely, like, I can plan out all the steps to get that done. And I'm definitely one that likes to see through things through the end. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if I said it, I've put intention out there to do it, I'm going to do this. And I do get that when done. But also along with personal is your create creativity yeah. and like your hobbies. Right. I find this one for me to be the go-to when I'm really, really stressed. So like when I'm really stressed, I there's like a moment where I'm like, let's paint. Let's write a poem let's create a short story i'm that this is the time yeah this is like it's like an outlet and it's really neat because again during pandemic season one i felt like there was only so many things we could do so i really tapped into a lot of my personal creativity side of things even during this podcast like this is a creative outlet that i look forward to every week me too gives (laughs) me life yeah and for me Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. Go. I mean, I identify as a teacher, but I was when you were saying those things, I don't tend to turn to that when I'm stressed. For me, all of my, my hobbies and things that I do give me a sense of self. Mm-hmm. When I leave work, I need to also have goals and a life beyond work mm-hmm. and a life beyond just my friends too, especially in the pandemic, where I have things that I want to do for me. And those give, yeah. Does that make sense if that gives me yeah. a sense of self more than than a stress relief? Yeah. And I like I when I say like I'm stressed, it's just that I think like there's this desire to be creative. It's not right. even like I'm like, oh my God, I can't do anything. There's this sense of desire where I'm like, I really want to be in this creative moment. Right. I mean it creates like meaning. Gives yeah. purpose. Yeah. I'm someone who needs purpose. Would you say that that's part of the personal as well? Yes, like because setting for for me when I set the goals for myself that gives me purpose and things to mm. reach and I I think uh, when I was in school, high school and university and all of that, uh, school set a lot of those goals for me, right? Where it was like, okay, achieve this, mm-hmm. get I want these, uh, want to get these test scores. I mean, I was very very around test scores, but semester one done, semester two, and it was really like check off, check off, check yeah. off. And then I had the career I wanted. I landed a job in the grade in the town that I wanted. I had a house and I felt like I checked off all these boxes. And I really had a time where I was like, what do I do now? I've done, like, I've done everything I wanted in my life and I'm 23. Like, yeah. I checked all the boxes. So that's when I needed to find what makes me happy outside of work, outside of those things. And what do I want to achieve? Beyond yeah. all of these goals that you've already done. Yes. Yeah, I would say those are like societal goals too. They're very much like yes. built in place for us to reach this platform. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you get there and you're like, is this I have it? So much is life this? To yeah, still, like, yeah. is this everything? And then, and that's when you really like, that's why being in your 30s, there's just like this unleashing of like ultimate knowledge that yeah. like, you're like, oh my God, I've experienced so much and I know so much is out there. And, you know, I've, read upon different things and now you're you're I just think you're at your best self actually yeah I mean 30s. like each I'm not in my 30s you're yet. getting there. you mean it gets better <laughs> it gets better holy <laughs> shit 
Yeah. And I think that's where your authenticity is really Mm -hmm. like tapped into. Yes. So. I love that. See? Personal. (laughs) Beauty. We love it. Well, we hope you enjoyed our episode on self-care and had some time to figure out areas where you can improve and, you know, look after yourself. That's what it's really about at the end of the day. So we're doing it now. Question of the jar. Mm, What's it going to be? I have no idea. I don't even remember these questions. I know it was so long ago. It says, tell me what you find so attractive about people. Do you mean in a romantic way or what do I like about people as a general population? I think like species of humans. How do you like, what do you find attractive about them? Like cool? Yeah. You could say that or like even like if they had amazing music taste. There's like one thing that like sticks out to me. Can you answer? Because I'm confused because the word attractive is like, is this somebody that I want to date? I, like, think about it in, like, a magnetic thing. Like, okay, so for me, when I find someone super attractive, when they're, like, killing what they're really good at. So I'm just going to use an example of, like, I had a chance to watch my friend coach once, and I was, like, blown away by them. Didn't really think much about this person prior to, but I got to watch them do this thing where they had a massive amount of purpose and they were good at it. And I remember just being like, yes, soak it in so glorious when you see someone doing something and like not just doing it but doing it really well I find that super attractive in somebody they're out there doing their job or like what they this intention they set out to do and they're so boss about it and I'm like oh my gosh yes so my answer (laughs) like I think I'm still confused but I just really appreciate humans ability to grow and I like watching people grow and explain their journey to (laughs) me it's just it's really cool like right now I'm just coming off of um, having my first practicum student and watching her confidence grow and the way she changes is very interesting people's ability for self-growth and change that's good and I also think that's probably good that you're a teacher too because you get to watch that progress every year that's true in grade one all the time growth for you yes purpose for me okay yes that was a good way to end this episode Woo! <laughs> hopefully this week's episode helped you reflect on your own self-care but mostly we hope your takeaway is that we stopped a fuck boy in his tracks vigilantes out, out.